to the F1 Rearview podcast uh, to season one, episode one. Uh, everyone's here, everyone's accounted for, and everyone is healthy. Reese, how are you feeling? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, you I'm better? A bit, bit better. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm here. So. You're better than you were last week. Oh, last week I could barely string a sentence you can go, but You can go longer than 20 minutes. I can go longer than... That, that wasn't me last <laughs> week. That was just bad planning. But yeah. uh, so it's the officially the first episode. See, We've had the first week of 2020 cars. We've had them we on said, track. We said that last week, though. The we last did. week was officially the first. Yeah. Uh, but that one didn't go to I'm plan. not listening to a podcast if they don't even know what they're doing. <laughs> that just got... I, I knocked that onto the end of Series 0. We're back now. We're see, we're, we're, this, this is going to be officially Season 1. Okay. Uh, we can knock out a proper episode today. Uh, and we've had, as I say, a full week of testing. We've had 2020 cars on track for three days. We've had three days of testing. Uh, have you paid attention? What do you think of it? Um, have I paid attention? Not really. But you've, you've heard news. I've heard, you've heard news. about uh, it. You know, Mercedes have a wobbly steering wheel and... Um, that Ferrari man has come out and said, "I'm not as optimistic this year." Yeah, you know? yeah. So there's, there's been these. obviously, you know, testing comes with all its 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 goods and bads and all these kind of things. And everyone says, "Oh, you can never read much from testing." But guess what? We're doing a whole episode today reading from testing. Uh, so we're going to start with uh, day one. Uh, and the first thing that came out of day one, which was quite surprising, was that the cars were reliable, very reliable. We didn't mm-hmm. see a single red flag on the first day of testing, which is pretty rare to be fair we don't really see that very much um so lots of teams created lots of miles on the first day um every team showed up unlike last year who didn't show up last year williams they weren't there no, till day no. three no, um no so yeah lots of miles completed all 10 teams clocked up over 100 uh laps which is very impressive uh and there wasn't any obvious issues from the first day uh there was a one there was a total of 1417 laps uh in total of the spanish circuit uh which was which equivalates to quite impressively 20 and a half spanish grand prix yeah so they they could you know that's that's basically a full season in one day done well yeah spread out 21 well yeah 21 races in a season you know, 20 and a half laps is almost a, almost a full season in one day yeah. and not a single engine issue. Let's see that in the real season. Uh, obviously, that isn't they didn't they didn't actually right. do they didn't do 1400 each. So that's just that's what. Yeah. 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 Did has a hash crash. Has a hash crash. Has a hash crash. They did on day three. I thought so. Yeah. Day I one. I know what I mean about that. Day one, there wasn't any issues. It was all uh, good. Uh, so it was the world champions Mercedes that led the mileage charts with 173 laps. Uh, Lewis Hamilton, Volti Bastos shared the running on that day, uh, and then it was Red Bull who did five laps left, le- five laps less. Easy um, for you to say. Uh, with Max Verstappen did every single one of those laps. So the Mercedes 173 was split between the two. Max did 168 laps. He must have been very sore uh, after that. But he said he was very happy with how the uh, RB16 performed. Uh, he did have a few spins here and there, but, you know, that's that's expected from 168 laps. You're going to make some issues, uh, especially with the new car. Uh, it was McLaren as well. had a very productive day. They were the third most uh, there. And Carlos Sainz did over 160 laps. He said he was very happy with the car as well. Uh, what do you call a Spaniard who's lost his car? Carlos. Hey, hey. There we go. That's why Reese is here. He's got yeah. all the good jokes. Uh, and um, after McLaren, it was Alfa Romeo who did quite a few laps. They did 138. They then did Ferrari less, but, uh, uh, on 132. Then no, it went to Williams on 137. Sorry, uh, 137. Yeah, Williams did one less than Alfa Romeo. They're right. I'm just not used to seeing Williams there. That's yeah. all. Yeah, Williams did 137. Then Ferrari 132. Uh, then Renault 118. Alfa Tori 116. Racing Point 110. And Haas 106. Haas uh, did have quite a bit of a hard day um, Kevin Magnussen said he was a bit sore he did every single one of those laps on his own 106 laps 
Uh, it was the most running he's done since the season finale in Abu Dhabi, and yeah, but, uh, I don't think he's quite ready for it. But I was going to say, didn't Max and Signs both do? They did. Yeah. they did. They did. 68 more laps than him. I think Sorry, Max, 62. Magnus is getting into the excuses early, I think. Yeah. That Haas has had a few issues over testing. Uh, if we just have a look at the uh, times here. Uh, so it was Mercedes that led the way with the fastest time of a 1 minute 16.976 seconds on the hardest compound. Uh, Bottas then came in with a 117.3. The interesting thing that was from day one of testing was the racing point, though, of Perez. And actually, over the first three days of testing, racing point have seen pretty competitive they've been up there so on the first day uh Perez did only um six hundredths of a second slower than Bottas did in his Mercedes on the same tyre yeah but then you've got to look at Stroll though all the way down in 10th well you've got to look at that yeah but they're on that you know that might be a completely different test the reason people are saying this racing point is looking competitive is because they rocked up to testing with Mercedes car from last year yeah it's exactly the same car. it looks uh, in all the pictures everyone's looking at it it looks exactly like the W10 mm -hmm. uh, and the uh, racing point head designer Mr Green has uh, said that good afternoon Mr Green Mercedes have not given them any parts they haven't said you can use these kind of bits and bobs like Ferrari do with Haas for example the only things that Mercedes have given racing point which they've done ever since they started using Mercedes engines um, is the suspension gearbox and engine you can say that all they've given them is a racing pointer. <laughs> exactly. That's what I mean. Um, so, but Mr. Green, I can't remember his first name, oh, so I'm going to call right. him Mr. Hello, Green. Mr. Green. It's something Green. I, uh, had a, I had an RE teacher, not an RE, DT teacher called Mr. Green. Did he work and for Racing Point? He gave us um, superglue. This is a good story, this. Okay. He gave us superglue to use, and he was like, whatever you do, do not get it on your fingers. Because right. he wasn't meant to be giving us them. We were making boxes. Right. Right. And then... Uh, Brad Speaker, I remember it. Brad Speaker went up and like pretended like his fingers were glued together, and Mr. Green like proper yelled. Oh, classic! It's funny. Mr. Green. It was, it did was he, funny. Did he end up working for Racing Point? Who knows? He could. He could have done. He always wore a school uniform on non-uniform day. Did he? Everyone loved Mr. Green. Yeah. Oh, good hmm. lad. Good lad. Anyways, Mr. Green from Racing Point. What's he done? <laughs> yeah. So um, this uh, Racing Point, he said that basically what they've done is they looked at the W10 from last year, and he said, well, why wouldn't we? It was the fastest car. You'd want to rebuild what the fastest car's done, surely. And essentially. It, this is a simplified version of it. This is what I got from what Ted Kravitz was saying. He got a loads of tracing paper, got loads of pictures of the uh, W10, and just traced it, made a copy. Nice. Uh, and they basically built off of just pictures of that car another version of it. And that's what they've got this season. And honestly, it's looking very fast. I think it's going to be fourth fastest. It's looking like it's going to be fourth fastest. Ferrari have even said they're a bit worried that it's going to put them into fourth and Racing Point might take up third place in the championship. Which is really good to see, honestly. Ferrari I think that's, said that. Ferrari said that, yeah. They said they're really struggling and they think they might even be fourth fastest, um, which could be, you know, smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think that'd be really interesting, especially considering Racing Point next season are going to become Aston Martin. And to see four teams with big names at the top of the table, I think that'd be really, really interesting to see. Just going back to the... Uh Tracing paper. Uh huh. Yeah. I wonder. So you know how like you draw around initially yeah, yeah. and then you flip it over. I wonder yeah, yeah. if he's like a shade over it, real fast type of guy. Right. Or whether he does the lines again. Well, because I, I got know. told in art that you've got to do the lines again. I don't know. But, I, I mean, didn't do I've much never... tracing as a kid. To be fair. All right. I wasn't much on that tracing paper. I was my more mom, kind of original design. My mum told me that bacon, um, bacon like paper is exactly the same as tracing paper. Could, yeah. No, she no. was wrong. It didn't work. It wasn't. It didn't work. Ah, there you go. Um, you get all the insights on this <laughs> podcast. Uh, so, yeah, that was it. Um, the slowest time of the day was from Giovinazzi. He did a 120.096. But I'm going to say this lots of times in this episode, and obviously this is a, a massive disclaimer. You cannot take times from testing and take them seriously. This is why I don't watch testing. It's you pointless. Don't, you don't know what they're doing. You don't know what they're doing at all. So you, you can't make a full 
guess representation of, of the times. You know, you look at that one minute 20, he could have had a full car full of fuel. Yeah. You look at that one minute 16.9, he was on the hardest compound, but he could have had no fuel in the car at all. Mm-hmm. You know, you cannot take much from the times at all. But the main thing you can tell from testing, um, and this is what they were saying the whole way through the weekend, this is something Ted Kravitz especially is building on, is body language. Body language is the main driving factor. And that's what's showing a bit of worry for Renault, actually. Um, Because Daniel Ricciardo, I think it was on the second day, did an interview with um, someone, one of the F1 TV uh, media people that were at the track. And and she kind of went to him, she said, how's it going? How's testing going? And uh, Daniel looked up at the sky, looked down at his feet and was like, "Mm," kind of avoided the question. And that does not show good things for Renault. And they haven't had anything spectacular from the test so far. But... Again, smoke and mirrors. Maybe they've got. A, maybe, maybe they're the fastest car on the grid. You can't really tell. Um, but yeah, that's that's something to look at. To have someone as optimistic as Daniel Ricciardo. Not yeah. Looking at his feet. smiling, always being happy. Yeah. He didn't look the, the same. And I think this season is going to be so important for Renault to nail that car for Ricciardo. If they don't nail him down, if they don't show that he's got, they've got a genuinely good car. He will go he, to he's going to Ferrari for next season, surely. Um, but that was more or less it for day one. Again, nothing really happened. It was a very productive day. Lots of laps, lots of uh, time, very reliable. There wasn't any red flags. Uh, until day two came along, when we mm. had one red flag. And it was only right at the end of testing, to be fair. Um, it was another very productive day. Um, everyone did over 100 laps apart from Renault, which, again, is kind of going back to what we just said just then about them being a very kind of, is it all right? Is everything going on there? They did not have a good day. They had a very difficult day um, Daniel Ricciardo hit a kerb on the exit of turn nine, which caused some floor damage, um, and that resulted them in, in being in the garage for a long time. It ended his so he he did the morning stint, Ocon did the afternoon stint, and unfortunately that damage um, ended his day very early on. Uh, and then it was Esteban Ocon didn't have that much better time of it. Uh, he did fifty laps, uh, and more or less just focused on uh, an aero mapping package in the afternoon, aero mapping yeah. program, just getting to getting to know the car a bit better. Um, compared to everyone else around them, they did 93 laps. It's still good, but compared to everyone else around them, it, it, it's nothing um, spectacular. Uh, Mercedes did come out that day with the with a new DAS system, though. Have yeah. you heard about DAS? I, I have, because I watched a video of Ted explaining it, and it was, Ted it was quite a good video. That's the third time you've referenced Ted in this podcast. To get... <laughs> He's a good guy. It's <laughs> nice to see him. He's back, yeah. He, wasn't, he wasn't there This last time year. last year, yeah. everyone, was, everyone was saying, where's Ted? He's there this year, and he's solidly there. Uh, so, yeah, on he day sat, two... He was um, sat in his office chair with the two wheels beside him. He was. It, to be fair, I think it's more of a garden chair. It was kind of like a, yeah. a white plastic chair. This isn't a Ted analysis, though. This, not, is, this not, isn't the Ted, Ted review. Um, so yeah, on, this, on day two, Mercedes <laughs> debuted their new DAS steering system. <laughs> the Ted review. Do you want to rename that? <laughs> that's, that's the plan, yeah. Okay. Right. Ted talk. It's a TED talk. Yeah, we're doing a TED talk. Said, you could have said this in a uh, TED talk. Instead, you said this in Ted's rear view. Yeah, can we redo uh, that bit? <laughs> cut it out, editor. Cut it out. Uh, on day two, they Mercedes debuted their new DAS steering system. We'll get to DAS because uh, DAS is good. Get out. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it essentially. This is a very simplified thing of what it does. Um, we saw it on the second day. Hamilton was moving a steering wheel back and then forward again, kind of mm-hmm. like uh, it was. It, it's a bit like you know when you're in your car and you, you you've just got in a new car or something. You need to adjust the steering wheel to your your height. You know you can move it back and forward. Some people just move the seat wheel. Yeah. yeah, but you can move the steering wheel as well. Okay. But help help me here, okay, Reese. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit like moving the steering wheel back and forth, adjusting the car, you know, to get it to your level. Um, and essentially, what it does, moving it 
backwards uh, and forwards, adjusts the angle or the toe, which is what it's, it's technical term, but essentially just the angle of which the tires face. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you, you want to know more, there's a lot more clever people talking about it. Um, go onto YouTube and look at Mark Priestley's um, video about it. He did a very in-detail video talking about how it worked. Um, exactly. But have a guess who topped the timing board in uh, day two, Reese. Uh, is it Alfa Romeo? It, well, that's a good guess. It was Alfa Romeo, yeah. It's almost like the nuts um, in front of me. So Mercedes weren't quite there on day two <coughs> in terms of uh, the pace that they had in day one. Mm-hmm. Um, although no one beat their pace in day one. So uh, Mercedes did 116.9 uh, in day one. Uh, the fastest time that we got in day two was Kimi Raikkonen with a 117.09. Uh, it's not an earth-shattering time, that, to be honest. And it, it was... It, quite a lot slower than Mercedes the day before. They did a 116.9. Uh, Mercedes are the only team out of the first three days of testing. I'll add this as well. They're the only team out of the first three days of testing to get above 1 minute 17. No mm-hmm. other team has done it yet. Um, uh, but 1 minute 17 was set on the it was set on the softest compound as well by Kimi Raikkonen. We're not sure what we can read from that. It, it could be that that is the best time an Alfa Romeo can well, do it. They did it on the softest tyres and he... It, could have been high fuel though. I'm like, not let's sure. Let's be honest. We carried a lot into these times because Bottas is last exactly on this exactly. leaderboard. But he did a one minute nineteen exactly, and he was on compound two, and he would have had a full tank of fuel or something. He, he would have been in race conditions. Exactly. That. So again, obviously, you cannot read too much from it. Um, but it it doesn't bode well for Kimi Raikkonen. He also brought out the first red flag of testing right at the end, about fifteen minutes from the end of testing on day two, uh, because Alfa Romeo essentially just ran the car completely flat. They, it's what something Sauer have done for the past few years as well. Basically, just put as much fuel in the car as you can, run them until it runs out of fuel. It gives them an idea of how much fuel they can put in the car and how far they can get with it. So it's, it's quite a good idea, and that's what brought out the first red flag um, of just him running out of fuel, basically. He just kept going until he ran out, and he did. Um, so I always get told it's bad to do that in your car because it, it wrecks your engine and stuff. Yeah, luckily, I don't think wrecking their engines... They can put another engine in. Oh, no. <laughs> They've got a I'm couple of them. Um, so, yeah, that was the fastest time. As you say, Bottas was, was bottom of the table. Everyone was more or less between 119 and 117, though. They're all up there. Yeah. Again, we're not going to read too much into them. There's not much you can read from it. Um, they're obviously all available if you want to go and look into it with a bit more detail. Williams up in seventh. Exactly. So. Um, and to be fair... I'll, I'll touch on Williams now. You just mentioned it. They have done. They've been looking pretty good this seat so far. Mm-hmm. They're not at the back. They are looking quite competitive, and I think they could have a good shot at the midfield this season. I don't think they're going to be right at the back. They're going to be able to fight for points. I think. Genuinely I think that. I, I genuinely think that. Um, if who I had to make a prediction right now, who was slowest? Yeah, I'd say Hass or Renault. I'd definitely say Hass. I think Hass are not looking as promising as they want to be for this season. I think Renault will end up pulling some out of the bag before the season actually starts. They're going to have to, otherwise yeah. Daniel is not going to be happy. And yeah. they, that, that is a man they need to keep happy, because yeah, he is Dan- the star driver. Daniel, Daniel's not a back-of-the-pack driver. He's not. He's, he's, not. he's, he's top five. Well, there was an, they, in that interview you also did to him, he said, what, what do you want to do this season? He said, I'm just missing the taste of my sweaty boot. Yeah. He wants to be doing some more shoeies. And after he said that, to be fair, commentary, uh, Will Buxton was on. He said, I completely even forgot the shoey existed. It's yeah. been so long since we've I, seen I, one. I, I didn't, yeah. You know, I you yeah, I mean, had the sweaty boot for so long. Uh, but that was day two. And again, not amazing things to read from it. But, you know, we're going on to day three. Uh, and day three, there uh, was a lot of chatter about um, day three because there were some very interesting things that came out. Renault, who hadn't had a great last few days, came out of the second most amount of laps. Mm-hmm. Read from that what you will. Uh, but it's it was Red Bull that a lot of people were looking at. And obviously, I'm a Red Bull fan. I'll say it. I've said it a million times. I'll say it again. I quite like Red Bull. Um, and they seem like they've got something this season. They almost they haven't 
put on the softest tyres yet. They haven't put on soft tyres. They've been very kind of um, conservative in their approach to testing. It's like they're trying to not show their hand. They don't want people to see exactly what they can do. Maybe because they've got the fastest car. Not quite sure. They are just a little bit under the radar, though. Um, they were quite good about their business. They had the most productive day of anyone on day three with an impressive 167 laps. Uh, both Max and Alex were pretty positive about the new car. They both noticed a big step forward compared to last year. And last year's car wasn't bad. Last it won quite, quite a few races. Though, yeah. It got a lot of podiums. Uh, and they both said that they, they, they've noticed a big step forward. They've said Honda's coming out. They're doing well. Uh, and that is great for Honda as well, I will say that. They, yeah. Honda is the only engine in all of testing that hasn't had an issue so far. Well, there we go. If I said that to you two years, you'd be slapping your knee and laughing at me. Huh. Yeah. You know, when McLaren Honda, they had so many issues. I think on, on, across the first test um, in 2017, Honda used like eight engines or something wow. in three days. And that's that's a lot of engines. As far as we're aware, Red Bull have used one so far. Mm-hmm. And I've said, we don't know the specific details. They aren't releasing that. They don't have to release that. Yeah. Um, but looking at the issues that have happened, AlphaTauri and Red Bull, both the teams running the Honda engines haven't had a single issue. Mercedes have had to have a whole new PU put in their car because of an electrical issue with Bottas. Um, Ferrari have had an engine issue. They had a red flag on day three as well. You know, there's been a lot of issues and so far Honda nothing. And that is really good for them. I'm really good to see that. Uh, Verstappen did have a couple spins on day three, but that only showed that he was trying to push the limits of the car. I don't think that was any issues with it. Well, like um, Verstappen. <laughs> and Albon, meanwhile, he kept his nose clean. Um, Red Bull have so much data to delve into with that. And I he think they're going to be looking really good this season. He doesn't want to be making his nose dirty before a race. Stops exactly. You, stops you from concentrating. Exactly. Uh, and as I said, Renault were the other success story of Friday in terms of laps completed. Um, it's been a bit of a disjointed start to pre-season for them, um, as we just said. Uh, but despite a brief stoppage for Daniel Ricciardo, they got through their programme on day three and they got with a very good balance. It was less successful, though, for Williams and Haas, uh, the Joe managing just 70 and 51 laps, respectively. The lowest amount of laps anyone's done in testing so far, uh, well, we'll add. Um, Haas unfortunately lost three hours of running when a real wheel rim broke on the back of the Haas, uh, causing a puncture, which threw him off into the barriers, uh, which was pretty unfortunate for them. I think it was literally a few laps after Magnussen got in the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he didn't manage to get as much testing as I'm sure they would have liked. Um, and there was an interview with Gunter Steiner um, afterwards, and he kind of said, um, you know, it's an issue that we know how to fix it, but if we did fix it, we'd only have 20 minutes testing left, probably. So there's no yeah. point in us doing it. We'll just do it overnight. We won't, we won't come back for testing now. Uh, and it was Williams had a power unit issue, uh, which stopped Nicholas Latifi out on track um, and needed some extensive work back in the garage, but they uh, at least managed to get out again towards the end, uh, mainly just doing pit stop practice and things like that. Um, but the big story from the third day was um, Bottas did... Uh, the fastest lap time we've seen in testing so far, it was only four tenths off the pole position lap time from Spain last year. Wow. So that's very fast. And you don't normally see that in testing, especially in the first week. Mm-hmm. So I think next week we're going to see that even blitz even further. I think 114s could be on the cards, especially definitely low 15s. It's a big hole. Yeah. Will be on the cards, which is incredible. It's this new Bottas um, 3.0. That's it, what it is. Well, exactly. Um, and that was a 115.7 he did then. So the one point, I think it was 115.4 he did in, in qualifying last year, which again, um, Bottas is the only person to break the 116s at Catalonia actually at the moment. In qualifying last year, second place was a 116. Bottas was the only person to get into the 115s. He loves the circuit. Yeah, Yeah, you know, he's obviously very good around it. Um, 
but it was Mercedes that topped it both. Uh, Ocon came third with a 117.1. Uh, and again, it was Racing Point that came in in fourth with Stroll. Uh, so that's kind of it. That was the three days of testing from week one. Mm-hmm. What does that shout to you? Someone that doesn't know too much about F1. This is your first proper F1 testing, right? Well, I've, I've not even been paying attention to it, to be honest. No, but you, 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 you've you heard the news. You well, kind of yeah. know what's happening with it. It's just cool. Yeah. You know, for, well done. It do, half of this stuff, right, doesn't even need to be televised. No, in it my doesn't. opinion. To be fair, like, only started being televised they, last year. Did it? Yeah. They could literally do all this behind closed doors, not mm. tell us anything. Mm. They could be like, oh, they could maybe release the lap times or something. Right. And then that's all we'd need to see. Yeah. You know, but even then, the lap times, like you've got, um, I don't know, on this one that I'm looking at from day three, you've got Stroll up in fourth. You've got, <laughs> I'm punching my mic now. You've got Kvyat in fifth. Yeah. Uh, in sixth. And it is all over the place. Obviously, that's not, if that's what qualifying looks like, Come. It'll be an exciting. It will be a very good an, an season. Exciting season. But as someone who doesn't, who, who's not as into F1 yeah. as you are, I genuinely couldn't give a hoot yeah. at all. So there's nothing there that really like stands out to you. The new, looking at the I cars mean, that, and that things. new steering wheel column. Yeah, that, that th- was and to quite... fair, that's what stood out to a lot of people, I think, and that is very innovative. And it's good looking at Formula One in, in such an innovative way like that. Mm. You know, there's these new things coming along, which is which are catching eyes, which are. And it's Mercedes building it as well, which is the impressive thing. Mercedes have been on top since 2014. No one has challenged them for a title since 2014. Let's be honest. I'm not going to lie, though. I had to watch the video of Inside the Cockpit about three or four times before I realised the video. Well, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Didn't didn't realise. It's interesting that no one else has even thought of this. That has been asking every single question in in kind of a team press conference so far. They've said to them, they said to Ferrari, they said to Red Bull, they said, what do you think of DAS? They've given their opinions on it. I think it's illegal, is what Marco said. Ferrari thought it's very innovative, it's a good idea. Mm -hmm. Um, But every time they asked, did you guys think of it? And they said, no, we only thought about that being a possibility. And that shows that Mercedes, the reason they're so dominant, the reason they've been at the top for so long is because... They're they still do things like this. Steps ahead. They have people in yeah. there that are thinking up these ideas that no one else has even, you know, considered. Someone in a lab somewhere has gone, what if we pull the steering wheel back and it's straight exactly. into the wheels? Yeah. Uh, and someone's it, gone, yeah. do you know what? That might just work. Yeah. And it, it's amazing that that is only happening at Mercedes and that is why they are so dominant. That's why they're so fast. That's why they're the only team to do faster than 117 so far. Like, we're not saying that it's easy to come up with these, with these ideas, but you're thinking for a multi-million pound... Multi-billion pound. Sport. Sport. Yeah, like, you, you think you, someone else is coming up with yeah. this kind of ideas. Exactly. But t- hats off to Mercedes for doing that, though. And, you know, it's just shows that that is a team that they're devoted to winning. They, yeah. they, they, they are doing everything they can to make them... Apart, they, from, apart from that wheel, though, like that, nothing else has caught my eye at all. Maybe yeah. how far down McLaren are in the timings, but then again, them timings are just... They're yeah, not, they're not really. Real I'm not timings. sure that's anything to read into. Really. McLaren haven't had any issues no. with their engines. I don't think they haven't had anything overly, you know, wrong. I think they're very much in the midfield. I think they might have been just looking, kind of judging from what's happening around the paddock and things. I think Racing Point might have just pipped them. Yeah, I think they didn't expect that to come from Racing Point, and I, too far, I don't think anyone did. I don't think anyone expected Racing Point to rock up with a Mercedes. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it is called the Pink Mercedes. That's what they've been dubbing it in the pit lane. Wow. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what else caught me eye. Mm-hmm. The Ferrari um, barrier, so that you couldn't see in the garage. Yeah. That caught Engin- my eye. Is that, yeah, so, yeah. so barriers. The engineer barrier. Actually, this is a question I put to F1. They, they were doing it on the test in F1 inbox. So I, so I put a tweet out to them. I, didn't, I don't I'm think sure I got a response. Re- I'm sure they replied to us straight away they on didn't. the F1 review. Um, and what I said is that is, um, I thought screens were banned this year. The screens were told they weren't allowed to use screens this year. Mm-hmm. And what a lot of teams have done, and they said, right, we're not allowed to screens, then they've just put the doors down They're on just... the garages instead. Yeah, but right. what Ferrari did, 
And it was, I think, more of a kind of uh, trying to keep the cameras out. They just got like loads of mechanics to stand They're in front. Just in line, front, yeah. Which works. Um, obviously, you can kind of see through the legs and things and yeah, still get an yeah. idea. But it was Williams when they had their, and it might have been because their uh, power, it might have been a safety reason they were using the screens. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I think it was after they had an electrical issue with the car, they put the screens up. Maybe, as I, I say, it was a safe thing to stop people getting in, but I'm not exactly sure why they were using screens because I didn't think they were allowed. See, I think I read somewhere that they were allowed to use them as long as it didn't cover the bottom of the floor. Oh, so, really? So, like, there was a gap, wasn't there, in the floor? Maybe, I can't recall. Um, and I think I, I think I remember reading somewhere that they could use them as long as there was a gap in it so as that you could still so see you in. You could still see in. Interesting. Okay, I didn't know that, no. Um, but then that could be a lot of tripe. I could it could just, be, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, someone could have just made that up and I've just read it on the Facebook comments and thought, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's true, smart. True, But, so. yeah, I think it's interesting. And, and um, I think it's great to see what we've seen so far from testing. Obviously, week one is normally just a very kind of simplistic, let's just check the cars running. Because, obviously, and you've got to say this, at this point in the season, these cars are prototypes. They've never hit the track before. The teams don't know what to expect from them, you know, and they, they will continue to be prototypes until we probably get back to Spain. Even from the start of the season, they'll be prototypes. And so we get back to the European season. Actually, this season, European season doesn't start in Spain. It starts in the new Dutch Grand Prix. Uh, but until we get back there and we see the upgrades coming back onto the cars, they're going to be prototypes again. It's like watching this is like just watching practice before It very qualifying. much is, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I don't bother with that. No. I don't watch practice before the qualifying. Mm. What's the point? Sometimes, if if I'm like, oh, like if there's been a big crash in practice. Yeah, you watch the highlights. I watch the highlights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I normally don't. don't and I, that I think that, that's probably it for a lot of people. The only reason I watch it, to be fair, is I'll have it on in the background if, if I'm not doing anything. Yeah. If I'm at home, I have it in the background just in case something does happen. And it, too, I just like watching F1 cars. I'm sad. Yeah, um, so like Even if I'm just doing work on my computer or something, I'll just have it up on, on the screen next to me and just watching it. Having having Ted in my ears just always makes me happy. Do you know what I mean? There's uh-huh. a TED talk for you. Um, but yeah, um, like we said before, all we can really take away so far from testing, Mercedes... Innovating once again. What we can take away is there's, there's still ten teams. There's still ten teams. There's twenty drivers. Twenty drivers. That's how we. Everyone's there. Everyone's, everyone's there, there and yeah. accounted for. You know, yeah. everyone's turned up, um, and it is good. And I'm I'm excited to see what we can do uh, from this season. I think, unfortunately, Mercedes are going to run away with it again. Who knows? I think it's going to be a Hamilton title, Mercedes title. I think, unless Bottas can really give it to him. Um, Red Bull, I think a lot of people are that they are the people people are rating Red Bull for second, which has been a while since they've said that. Mm. Uh, and um, on Will Buxton's kind of paddock pass roundup, he kind of said that was the feeling up and down the paddock is that Red Bull are definitely second, giving it to Mercedes maybe. Ferrari definitely not uh, in the top two, maybe not even the top three, which is worrying for Ferrari. This is a season that they really need to come back and they really need to get that nailed on. Yeah. Um, but they've had issues. If, if they don't finish top three, I can't see Vettel sticking around. Not that he's going to go anywhere else, yeah. he'll just retire. Yeah, I think he'll either retire or and then do something. Cue Daniel, Daniel Ricciardo. Danny Rick, I think definitely. to to If Renault don't pull it out, if Ferrari don't perform, Danny Rick's going to go to Ferrari, Vettel's going to be off. Um this is interesting as well, and this is actually a news article that I saw earlier today. And I'm not 100% sure of the uh, reliability of it, but this is what Helmut Marko has said, um, that Verstappen recently signed another four-year contract till 2024 with, or 2023 with Red Bull. And people were interested that he put so much time to that team, especially considering that actually it could not work out, especially from 2021. Mm-hmm. There's an exit clause in his contract, which Helmut Marko has revealed that if the car is at least two-tenths slower... In, in the racing, 
on average, two tenths slower than uh, Mercedes or Ferrari or from the top, basically. is two right. tenths from the top. Uh, he's allowed to exit that contract. Wow. Interesting. So interesting. that basically means Verstappen's got himself a bit of an insurance policy. Yeah. yeah. He said to him, right, you can get, out. get me a good car. Because it, it makes an incentive for Red Bull to give them a car mm-hmm. which is competitive and within two tenths. That is a pretty good in- incentive to do that. And it also means that Red Bull won't want to, won't want to not make a good car because they don't want to lose Verstappen. Yep. And it, it's a way for Verstappen to ensure he gets a good car. And if he doesn't get a good car, it's a way for him to say, well, you're at Mercedes, you're at Ferrari, yeah. I'm here if you want me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, But I think from testing so far, we can read from that. I think Red Bull are uh, definitely sticking to their guns and they're giving him the car that will, that will do that. Uh, and I think that's very interesting. So, yeah, I think that's more or less it for testing. There's a lot of good stuff to see from there. There's a lot of good stuff to read from it. Um, obviously, next week is going to be the main um, takeaway. But for now, I think that is uh, good to see. Uh, and, yeah, um, it's good to see 2020 cars back on track. It's good to see F1 cars back on track. Yeah. Obviously, uh, I look very much forward now to, to Australia when we properly see these guys going for it again. Make sure you go give us a like and uh, a follow on, on, on the tweet bots, on the tweet, on the tweet books. Yep. Uh, on Twitter, it's uh, at F1 Wear View. Uh, we're going to give you updates whenever there's a new episode out, so make sure you can go listen uh, there, and you'll, that'll be your first port of call. Obviously, go follow us on Spotify as well, and go subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, for more updates. Also on Twitter, you're more than welcome to tweet us. If you like, who's that lad? Yeah, yeah, you know, you that's can, Reese. Um, yeah, so make sure you just go, go drop us a follow, and uh, and yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll 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 answer some questions. If you've got questions as well, oh yeah, we'll answer them. We'll answer them. Uh, but yeah, so What's thank the you. Room like in Media City. Exactly, uh, it's we'll, red we'll, with some great. <laughs> we'll put a picture out of the studio uh, if that's what you want. Uh, Probably not. <laughs> but yeah, thank you very much for listening uh, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye.